Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to The Catch with John Fisher on Blog Talk Radio, connecting life to faith. We're just trying to get it together, trying to help their fellow men, hoping we can make Welcome to another episode of Blog Talk Radio. Um, this is uh, this is the catch on Blog Talk Radio, and my name is John Fisher, and uh, I am just a part of the catch. We are now more growing more and more into a, a community with a number of volunteers and other people who are helping, and and we are actually beginning to realize that we are an online church. So this is getting really exciting these days. And I hope that that you'll come on board if you haven't. Uh, church is uh, Sunday nights on facebook.com forward slash the catch at 6 p.m. Pacific Pacific time. And uh, But and we've got a lot more than that. Of course, we've got the, this program on Tuesdays. And then uh, on Wednesday night, we have uh, we started up a Bible study with this. Now that everybody's, uh, you know, holed up in their houses uh, and everybody's getting used to Zoom. So we got a Zoom Bible study and it's international. And uh, that's that's on Wednesday nights at the same time. But if you get your catch and you go to uh, catchjohnfisher.com and sign up uh, to receive the catch every day. Uh, you'll be up with uh, all of our stuff and what we're doing, and uh, you'll get links to these things, and uh, you can uh, you can know what's happening and become involved. So uh, pretty exciting. Um, these are definitely exciting days we are in right now. Uh, who would have imagined uh, that uh, we would be here in the midst of a pandemic and uh and the kind of uh, social unrest that we haven't seen in this country for for 50 years, and uh, so it's uh, it's quite a quite a time to be alive, and a great time to be uh, uh, having guests like our guest today, and uh, talking about what uh, what we've learned through uh, through our experiences in life. That's really what Blog Talk Radio is about, to introduce you some people who uh, I admire, um, great uh, Christian brothers and sisters who, who can talk about their own life experiences and tell us about what they've learned from, from being a Christian in, in the culture. Now, this, this, uh, our, our guest uh, tonight is very special. This is not his first time on uh, blog talk radio i think probably we've had wayne three or four times but um uh love having him on the show and uh it's a very special treat for me because wayne and i were roommates uh at wheaton college in the late 60s actually uh we would call them sweet mates because we had we had uh four four guys in a suite we shared a bathroom and two on 
a, a small room on either side of the bathroom and and uh, boy that was that was a hilton compared to what we started out with as freshmen and um um but uh, we we loved that setup and wayne was in in on the other room but we had uh, in that in that particular group uh we had uh, uh dick uh, murphy from from uh he was from new york state and then wayne who was from uh Denaire, California. I'm sure we all have heard of Denaire. And uh then um uh, his roommate was uh David Winger from uh from from Little Rock, Arkansas. So you got me from LA, you got Little Rock, you got New York, you know, all these uh, these uh you know cultured city guys. Uh and here's Wayne from Denaire and I, I gotta tell you it's yeah, it's California, but it ain't L.A. or San Diego or San Francisco, because uh, where Wayne's from in the Central Valley of California is a little bit more like Iowa, really. And uh, and actually that that Wayne grew up on a dairy farm milking cows. And uh, so we poor Wayne, we gave him a terrible time. I mean, we we just we just thought he was so uptight and so you know farm guy and and uh conservative and and you know we we were the cultured you know city folk and so we would uh we would just make life miserable for poor wayne but he was a good sport and he took it all and here is the amazing thing that um who would have thought that when wayne graduated went to seminary became a pastor and he became a pastor in the town of Modesto. Now, a lot of people haven't even heard of Modesto, uh, but it's a it's a little larger town in uh, Central California. And uh, and yet, yet in the course of his ministry, and Wayne's pretty much uh, lay, uh, pretty much retired now, but he's still quite involved in his community. Um, he he'll, he can set me straight on that when we talk. But um, but. Uh, uh in the course of his life and ministry you know wayne ended up uh with ministering to four different nationalities four literally different churches laotian Hmong, cambodian and hispanic and then uh he was very involved in the african-american community and uh here you know who would have thought uh, in your in your wildest imagination, Wayne, that uh, <laughs> taking up a pastor in Modesto, that you would end up with uh, such a culturally diverse reality. It's like the world came to you, I guess. Um, tell us, what, <laughs> yeah, how did you ever think that that was was possible? And and, and when did that dawn on you that <laughs> that this was this is what God wanted you to be doing. Uh, yeah, good question, John. Hey, always good to uh, speak with you. Um, yeah, I, it was it was somewhat of a shock, frankly, because yeah, Denaire. It was a town of nine hundred, and <laughs> you know, just a bunch of dairy people there, and the whole thirty-five of us in my graduating class. And I don't know if there was a single person of color. 
in in our entire athletic league of seven different high schools. You know, it was very, very, very culturally farm and and white. Um, the you know the way the way uh, we got connected with uh, Central Baptist um, was actually through Beth. Uh, because that was her home church. Uh, she started going there as a senior in high school um, at, uh, at Modesto High. And, um, um, and we, well, you know, John, we, we made a decision after seminary that it was important for us to uh, raise our, our ch- well, we didn't have any children then, but to raise the children God would give us, um, in at least somewhat proximity uh, to their uh, grandparents. And um, so that was uh, one of the main things that uh, uh, brought us uh, back to Modesto. And then I had the good fortune uh, those first eight and a half years uh, before Pastor Knowles died of a cardiac arrest, which no one expected. He was... um, I don't know how to, he, he was just, he was very open-minded. He had a, a son three years younger than me that went to Westmont and, you know, Westmont like uh, Wheaton was, they were open to, you know, letting students ask questions, doubt and wonder and so on and so forth. And, and so uh, 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 Harold had, he had grown used to that because of his son, Walter you know, and so when when I came and, and worked with him with that same kind of uh, background, uh, you know, rather than getting on me like white on rice, he was he was really open to it, and um, so I'm I, I'm grateful, uh, just incredibly grateful for my predecessor. Mm. Um, and uh, anyway, um, yeah, I just. You know what, John? This is completely an aside, but I sometimes feel for these young pastors right out of seminary who go to a small church and they don't know anyone and don't have anyone around. And I just, I had the good fortune of, of mm. being mentored by, you know, someone that had been around the block a time or two. That was, that was incredibly helpful. Um, mm. In terms of the ethnic group groups, um, um, the, our, our church is located uh, in uh, uh, what we call West Modesto. Um, back back in the 60s, John, when uh, Highway 99 was changed, you know, from stoplight to stoplight to stoplight from Los Angeles all the way up to the Oregon border and, and actually uh, built as a freeway, the interesting thing is that when you get to the San Joaquin Valley, uh, it doesn't matter whether you're talking about Stockton, Modesto, Turlock, Merced, Madera, Fresno, Bakersfield. The highway separated cities between black people on one side of the freeway and the white folks on the other side of the freeway. Wow. And um, and so we, um, uh, our, our church happened to be on that people of color side of the freeway. And... Uh, Back in the day, it was very much of a blue-collar, a white blue-collar neighborhood. But by the time we got there, it was filled overwhelmingly with white widows whose husbands had passed away, 
And then when the ladies passed away, their kids did not want to live there, so they ho- sold their homes, and 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 um, people of color began buying them. I'm guessing the white population is somewhere between five and eight percent now. Uh, hmm. It's uh, mostly Hispanic, still a lot of a whole variety of Asian, and uh, and, and then obviously a, a, a good number of African American people, but. Um, at any rate, the um, um, to the Vietnam War and those folks in the camps in Thailand, uh, a lot of them uh, ended up uh, here in California and in the San Joaquin Valley because this is farming country, and that's yeah. that's what they were familiar with. Uh, and the climate is, you know, at least relatively close to what it's like in in. Laos and Cambodia, although it is more humid there. But uh, at any rate, a lot of them ended up here. And um, <laughs> uh, I won't tell the whole story. Got just got a phone call one day from a pastor uh, that uh, uh, that I knew here, and said, "Hey, I've got uh, uh, a Laotian pastor coming over, and uh, they're looking for a place." Um, uh, the the sad part to me about it, John, is is I, I really don't know the reason. I assume cultural misunderstanding. But they were asked to leave the first church that were they were in here in town. And then there were two other churches here in town that um, said, "Yeah, you can you can come here, you know, but we're going to show you how to do church." Um, and mm-hmm. I mean, it's like Montien. <laughs> He has since passed away. Mon Tien was a brilliant man, good pastor, good theologian, and a good businessman, all wrapped up in one. And uh, and and so the the Lao people they just met in one of the parks here in town, uh, <clears throat> but eventually um, got um, uh, connected up with us in September of of eighty four, and uh, then the Hmong found out about that. Uh, they had been driving in the fog up to Stockton to church because there weren't any Christian Missionary Alliance churches here in town in their CMA. So they asked if they could come. And then shortly after that, the Cambodian came and the Hispanic. And, yeah, did I ever dream of such a thing? Um, <laughs> never, never, ever did I dream of such a thing. Um, but it was, I just, I don't know how to say it. It was just. It was just obviously the right. It, it it was the right thing to do, and yeah, and uh, I just you know, and it was like, wait a minute, this is this is not right for the church to be rejecting fellow believers or playing a game of one-upmanship with them. So um, anyway, it's been uh, there's been some frustration, but overall, it's it's just been a delight. So that's. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how we yeah. fell into it. It's, it's not that we asked for it. It's just that we happen to be on the side of the freeway where the rent is cheaper and these folks are moving in and moving in and moving in. And uh, anyway, so they, they yeah. ended up sharing our facility. Wow. Wow. Um, what could you say? You know, I, I, I just I, – I, I almost laughed – Every time I think about it, you know, uh, uh, 
when you you think about the the, the four of us there back in Wheaton and and uh, you know we never would have imagined that you would end up being the most culturally diverse uh, of all of us um, and and like I said before I, it, it's just amazing to me that the world you know we, we talk about going to the world and the world came to you and uh, in a little town and mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Can you just relate some things that 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 you could pass on to us? Uh, some things that you could that that you've learned. Primarily, Wayne, I want to know what, how you know. One of the hardest things we all have to deal with, and especially now in in the the way our culture is today, and that is uh, learning to live and love people who are different than we are. And um, Mm -hmm. there's a fear involved with people who are, who are different. We just don't know who they are. We don't know what they're thinking. We don't know whether they're out to hurt us or take stuff from us or who knows what. Um, So everybody has that, that that's a human trait. I think that, Mm -hmm. that, have certain fear of of that which is different and here yet you have you know you have been in connection with so many different uh culturally different people what have you learned about that and and what can you pass on to us as far as you know how how we can get over some of our fears um uh, about people who are dead well i'd say i learned it by flying by the seat of my pants, frankly. Um, I, I, I don't know what else to say, but um, I, I think um, uh, I think God in his uh, mercy uh, brought, um, brought some things um, um, to my attention in, in, in terms of, of, um, of how we needed one another. Uh, some of it some of it, you know, as I think back about it now, John goes back earlier. Uh, my senior year in high school uh, on the football team, I was the fullback. Uh, my halfback got uh, hurt his knee and um, uh, was hurt so badly he was out for the season. Um, he, man, Steve never should have, but he got so discouraged he quit school. Um, but there was a little organization called the U.S. Army that took him. And mm-hmm. um, anyway, Steve came back in a body bag from Vietnam. Mm. And, uh, and that just, that, that made me sensitive to, you know, in, in other words, what had gone on over in Vietnam hit me personally. And, um, uh, and, and I realized that these Laotian people, uh, these Hmong people, um, you know, they they fought against the uh, 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 communists over there uh, uh, on our side, and um, so I, I I think it began there. But but then there was stuff like, you know, um, the uh, Laotian people um, did not have anyone trained for Sunday school or anything like that. So we had Laotian kids in with our American kids in, in Sunday school. And I remember the Sunday Beth came home from her class and said, I don't remember the name of the child now, but said, you know what? 
told me that when they were um, escaping out of the uh, uh, jungles and, and getting into uh, the camps in Thailand that um, I don't remember if the sibling was a boy or a girl, but uh, a, a younger sibling uh, saw a shoe and was so excited because they were barefoot. Uh, so, mm-hmm. And, you know, oh, how can they use this shoe? Well, a bomb was planted in that shoe and blew the mm-hmm. sibling apart. And, mm-hmm. you, you know, and, and, you, and you come back with those stories, and, and it's, got a, mm-hmm. it, it's got a profound uh, uh, effect on you. And then um, um, another, th- <laughs> another thing is God having to take me down a notch or two. Uh, because I still had, I still had a um, degree of, if you will, American or white superiority about me, uh, and so uh, one Sunday, as the Lao and American Church were uh, leaving the facility and the Hmong were coming in, uh, one of the uh, Laotian families um, ran into my car and made a pretty fair dent in in um, in one of the doors there. And, and, you know, they came apologizing, apologizing, apologizing. And, and, and you know, so I did the American thing, you know, well, you know, let's just exchange insurance and I'll get it taken care of. And they said, oh, no, 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 please let us fix it. Please let us fix it. We want to fix it for you. you, you you've let our church come here. We want to fix this. For, no, it's a, let's, let's, you know, do the insurance thing. No, no, please. <laughs> And then, and then uh, one of them finally said, he finally said, well, there's, 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 you know, the United States does not have an ambassador uh, in Vientiane, Laos, but there is a small embassy there. And my uncle took care of the, the motor pool for the American embassy. He can fix it. So <laughs> I, I, the only thing I can say is I relented, okay? And I said, okay, you can, you can fix the car. Well, it wasn't. They they brought it back a few days later, and and it was perfect, John. I I mean, no American body shop could have done any better of a job, and and I just, you know, I just felt a little a little bit humbled by that because you know, hey, the, I I don't know that any of those folks even had a high school education, and mm. uh, you know, here I am with a master's degree and. So, I, you know, God had to do a number on, on me as well. Um, but the other thing is, is I, I, yeah, I, genuinely, I genuinely learned um, uh, so much uh, from them. The, uh, the Hmong, for instance, um, you know, in our evangelical circles, we talk about how important family is. Um, and, and and yet, when it comes to how many people are in your church, we count individual noses. Now, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that's wrong, but that's how we do it. If you ask the the people in our Hmong congregation how many people are in their church, they do not know. But they do know that there are 37 families in that church because that's how they count. They, mm. they count by families. And I said, I said to myself, there is something incredibly incredibly right about that yeah. um mm. so um uh let me see one more story um uh i i have i have certainly forgotten all the hebrew i ever learned in seminary and i have pretty much forgotten all the greek i ever learned 
because on my side of the tracks, people just did not give a rip about about <laughs> Greek. You know, that just that that is just you know, it's very low on the totem pole in terms of of importance. Um, <laughs> but I, you know, I I I did and still do remember that um, much of the New Testament is written in the second person plural. Uh, because it is basically an Eastern book. Now, I will admit that I have, in my devotional life and in my preaching, I would always look at the Scripture through the lens of an individual, you know, me, Wayne, and God kind of a thing. Yeah. Uh, or when preaching, it's, it's like, now, you as individual members of Central Baptist you know, how are you going to respond to this scripture, da-da-da, that kind of a thing. One day, I was standing at the door of our social hall, and I was watching the Laotian people pour a 10-by-12 slab of uh, cement uh, in front of their building. And um, um, and Bon... Uh, uh, went in with, you know, a long two-by-four and because and, the, the form was in, uh, put a long two-by-four across the forms and uh, put a level on it, and I saw him shake his head yes, um, uh, meaning that the fall was right. It was, it was away from the building. And, uh, and they had the cement right there. And uh, so I figured they were going to pour it. Uh, but they didn't. The second man went in and... Um, and I and I saw him shake his head yes, and I said, "Oh, Bond, very smart. You're 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 good in leading this group because you measure twice and cut once, you know, kind of a thing." That's what <laughs> went through my head. Well, then the third man went in, and then the fourth man went in, and then the <laughs> fifth man went in, then the sixth man went in, all six mm. of them. And I remember standing in that doorway saying to myself, I literally said this to myself, if Bill Stewart, Bill was the chairman of my deacon board at the time, if Bill Stewart were running that project, the cement would already be poured and we'd be squeegeeing that, that mush. <laughs> and it was, like, it was like the Holy Spirit just hit me over the head and said, uh, duh, Wayne, you just saw an example of what it means for the New Testament to be written in the second person plural. We are all <laughs> in this together. And uh, what I was into was American efficiency. Mm. And they were into, we're all in this together. And, and, and that just, I have learned so much from mm. these folks. It's just been, it's, mm. it's been wonderful. Beautiful. But, uh, that's a, yeah, well, that, but that's a, and, and, and and we've had we've had fun too, John, because we would have mm -hmm. dinners once every seven weeks, and we would rotate who brought the food, because we just had to get together uh, 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 to coordinate schedules so that you know we weren't running over one another. And um, I remember um, one evening, um, uh, Wachong, one of the Hmong um, uh, leaders you know, uh, brought the food and, and, and he said, here, Wayne, try this sauce on the rice. You know, it's not hot. And it's like, I, <laughs> I knew, I, I knew it was hot, you know, but oh, come on, Wayne, you can, you, you know, you can try it one time. 
anyway, I I would like to have called the fire department. <laughs> after I, oh man, I thought Hispanic food was hot. Good night, this yeah. Asian food was. Oh, anyway, but we all got a good laugh out of it, you know, and 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 uh, that was the most important thing. Yeah, yeah. So those great. those folks are incredibly precious to me. They're they are so precious. Wow, wow. Amazing. Uh, you know, there's something else that uh, you have talked to me uh, a few times about, Wayne, and that is your involvement uh, as a pastor uh, in the interfaith work of your of your town. And uh, and mm-hmm. I think I think you may still even be involved in this. And when I say interfaith, I'm talking about Muslims and uh you know, Christians and Catholics and, uh, uh, you know, Buddhists and the, the whole gamut. Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. uh, I, 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 I'd like to know how that works because, I, you know, in my experience, at least it used to be, I think this has probably been changed now, but it used to be that interfaith groups, um, if there are any Christians involved, uh, they were not theologically conservative or they were not uh, evangelicals. They were most likely pretty liberal and uh, because they would kind of go along with the all, all way, you know, any, any, any path will do. Um, they all mm-hmm. read the state of the or something like that, you know, they're, so they're, 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 they're liberal kind of spineless theology. I figured um, that that's why they're involved in that. And, and yet here you are, um, and I know for sure where your theology is at. How does that work? Um, how do you work with those people? Mm-hmm. How do they? How do they see you? How do you see them? Talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Well, again, John, I I think that was a process um, because I. I really wanted Central Baptist to make an impact in West Modesto, and I realized uh, ain't happening. You've got to work together with someone else. So I got together with uh, Charlie Crane, a black uh, preacher, and Dave Bautista, a Hispanic uh, pastor, and, um, and, and and we worked together on on a bunch of stuff. And even with Oh, and then we got five white churches from across town to come and help us as well. And and in the midst of that, I realized <laughs> we're not going to get this job done because part of what we have to do uh, is, is to work with government um, because so much of our area uh, doesn't have street lights. It doesn't have street drainage. It doesn't have curb and gutter. We don't have sewer. We're on decades, decades, decades old septic tanks. And so I, I just, I realized I had to just get outside of Central Baptist and and develop partnerships with others, you, you know, for the good of the neighborhood. Anyway, then I, um, well, this is, this is just going to get political, but um, uh, President Trump has been, let's just say, rather divisive. And um, I believe it was our Jewish rabbi who um, got together with a few folks 
who he knew some liberal Protestants, you know, you know, that were open to, can we, can we dialogue? Can, can we find out about one another and, and, and treat one another civilly and, 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 and maybe set an example of people who thoroughly disagree theologically, but we can treat one another civilly. And um, so at any rate, I had kind of, you know, developed a reputation in town where uh, um, uh, one of the liberal uh, pastors uh, said, oh, we need to get a hold of Pastor Wayne and see if he'll come. So at any rate, I, I was uh, invited to that. And um, so the rabbi is there. There are some mainline pastors there. There are now three evangelical pastors there. Uh, the Mormons are there. The Hindus are there. The Buddhists are there. The Muslim imam is there. Mm. Oh, I said Buddhist, yeah. I yeah. think, yeah, I, I, I think that's it at uh, at this point, but we have we have had the opportunity uh, each to discuss uh, where we come from theologically uh, on a variety of, of issues, uh, uh, some uh, in, including salvation, including family and marriage, including death, uh, and so forth, and 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 then it's opened up for you know, questions so that uh, uh, people can ask us uh, uh, questions. And um, it's been, um, it, it, it's just been very positive. Uh, a, a lot of folks know about it. And, you know, John, what I have discovered is, is uh, those of us who are evangelical, the three of us, we're not compromising our faith, whatever, in, in being there. We're building relationships. You know, the other folks, they, they, know, they know where we stand, you know, but they appreciate that rather than condemning them as being pagans or whatever, you, you know, that um, um, uh, we're, we're loving, we're looking for commonality and, and so forth. And so it has just been an in, incredibly positive experience. And and it has gone outside of that. Well, actually, uh, we're we're meeting tomorrow again. It's a monthly meeting. Uh, we'll meet from noon to one tomorrow on Zoom. But it, it's gone beyond that. To um, um, you'll recall the um, ooh, Tree of Life Synagogue in Pittsburgh, I believe it was, yeah. where uh, several Jewish congregants were were uh, murdered, and. Uh, the, uh, the 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 rabbi uh, Rabbi uh, Shalom Bachner, um, you know, had a uh, an open to the community meeting, and um, uh, you know, so um, there were there so there were more than just we three evangelical pastors. There there were some of our congregants that went as well, you know, and 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 we went there, and it's like it's like. You know, Rabbi, we stand with you in solidarity because this, you know, murder in a place of worship is wrong. It's immoral, and 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 you need to know that we stand with you and we are praying for you. Granted, it's a different tradition, you know, but we are praying for you and your folks. Well, then shortly after that, 
there was that huge massacre in Christchurch, New Zealand, in two different um, mosques. And the um, uh, same thing happened there. Uh, 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 um, The imam uh, had a... um, a, um, a very similar uh, uh, meeting at, uh, at the mosque. And, you know, we all took our shoes off going in and put them in little cubbies. And the men were all downstairs. The women were all upstairs and uh, uh, that kind of a thing. But, y- y- you know, what was so heartwarming to me was in because of the relationship that we developed over these last three years, uh, uh, the imam saw me coming and 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 he literally came straight to me and and, and gave me uh, just a huge hug and thank mm. me for coming and it just you, you know hey we're all made in the image of god i mm. i know we disagree theologically but you you are every bit as human as i am and and i'm going to stand with you we we just we we have to cuz it's like um, well, John, at, at least in my way of thinking, uh, um, it was the, the um, that Lutheran pastor in Germany, and I don't remember the exact quote, the exact quote, but it was something like, you know, well, first they came for the Jews, then they came for the gays, then they came for this group, mm. then they came for that group, and finally they came for us, but there was no one left to speak up, and uh, uh, and and so we just, you know, we feel like. We need to speak up. We need to we need to be there for our our fellow human beings. And when something is just flat out wrong, we need mm-hmm. to we need to call it wrong, and we need to stand with with those who are affected by it. Okay. All right. So you you just made the transition into uh, where <laughs> we are now, and we're almost out of time. I hate to say it. Um, yeah, we've got about uh, about six more minutes here, and. Um, Five more minutes. Um, how does that apply to right now? Uh, what do we do as Christians? Uh, who do we stand with? Uh, what you know? How can we help this uh, this terrible unrest that's yeah. going on right now in our in our country? Yeah, uh, John, I, I got to tell you honestly, I, I struggle with that. Uh, yeah. The reason I struggle with it is because. I've been in West Modesto for at the same church for 45 and a half years. And I have seen how my Asian, my black and my Hispanic friends have been demeaned and, and often Beth has to keep me in line. I just, I, I, I get, I get angry about it. I I'm, I'm sick and tired of it. I, I just mm. probably three, four months before the COVID thing hit, I, I had, some of my mom friends come to me and, and they literally said this. Now they have, they have been in Modesto since um, the early 1980s and, 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 you know, been with us since uh, 1985. And over the years they have interacted with other Christian groups. So I'm talking, John, maybe six, seven months ago at the most in a conversation we had, they said, how come you're the only one who loves us? Wow. And my heart just wanted to break, John. I just, come on, these, these, these folks are, man, they're good people. 
They're all working. They're raising their families. They're doing the right thing. These Christians are marvelous Christians, and 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 yet after anyway. So it just I I sometimes come close to losing it, frankly. Um, um, Wayne, but how would they know that? How did they know that you loved it? Uh, because I view them as an equal. Uh-huh. I, it just, yeah. it, it, it's, as, it's as simple as that. It just, I have not looked down my nose at, at them. They're brothers and sisters in Christ. And, and, uh, and, and the Holy Spirit speaks Laotian, Hmong, Khmer, and Spanish every bit as well as he speaks English. And, hmm. As long as they're listening to the Holy Spirit, then who am I to pretend that I know more than they do? Yeah, and and they and they know they they know that that's where I've come from. I've just I have I have always treated them with with dignity. And uh, but it's very if I can get racial about it, it's very easy for white people to treat people of color with not so much dignity because there's just uh, it's built into to the dna of mm-hmm. uh, of uh, of europe and of the united states and canada and probably australia new zealand maybe even russia I, you, you know it it's been going on for hundreds and hundreds of years and we just have the tendency not to not to treat others as as uh, mm. equals but so Anyway, I that's you know that's my my take on it. But I've been um, um, I I can't tell you how pleased I am uh, whether it's here in Modesto because Beth and I have gone to two things here uh, or or what we see on TV. You know, uh, uh, not that uh, I like the looting. I, I'm not saying uh, that at all. You know, but this is so different than what we experienced in the 60s because that was primarily african-american folks Uh this time around it it is a very very multi-ethnic multi-racial group that is saying something has got to change it's got to change and it's got to change and so i'm encouraged that so many young people of so many different ethnicities are out there and i'm i'm encouraged by um well, I'm discouraged by some of the policing, uh, you know, like um, uh, mm-hmm. uh, where was that in in um, uh, upstate New York, where that 75 year old man was pushed yeah, yeah. over. But, Buffalo, yeah. but on the other hand, uh, y- you know what, man? Our last Friday night when we went to a prayer vigil uh, uh, for uh, George Floyd here uh, downtown, I. You know, I don't know. I'm merely guessing there were at least 300 people there, and among those 300 was our chief of police. And mm. and when we all knelt down for on one knee for eight minutes and 46 seconds, you know, he was he was he was right there. He was right there with us. And and, and that's that's the kind of thing you know that that shows the community of color you know, that, that yeah. law enforcement cares about us, that, that they're with us. And we just, we've, we've got a, uh, I mean, no police department is perfect. Like no church is perfect, but, but we've got a, um, we've got a great 
chief that I, I, he literally is is uh, is with all all the people. I uh, well, okay. I could go on and on and on about that, but there's not time. Okay, well, but that's uh, this has been great, and you've you've given us some pictures and some illustrations and some things that I think we can get a handle on, and uh, and help us. Good. Yeah. In our in the world around us, that's different, and that's uh, that's a challenge for all of us. And uh, we just pray, pray that Christians rise up and, uh, and, Amen. and join the voice and yeah, uh, and reach out to and, those and around. And John, yeah, I, I would just brief, briefly say, frankly, it may be more of a challenge for most white people than it has been for me, just simply because. Our church happened to be on the wrong side of the tracks, but right. we did make a decision probably 40 years ago that we were not going to move. Basically, all the other white churches had, had moved out of the neighborhood, and we made a deliberate decision that we were not going to move, uh, mm-hmm. y- you know, but then we were just inundated with Southeast Asians and Hispanics and so on. Um, uh, now a lot, of, a lot of Middle Easterners are coming and um, several stores are, are owned by uh, uh, Muslim people from Yemen. And, uh, um, y- you know, so I, I couldn't help it that, I, that, that of the 43 houses on, on, on my block, there weren't too many white folks. <laughs> so, you know, you just, you just have to, to learn to, you know, appreciate yeah. the differences, and the differences are good, and, and and um, uh, you know, like I've said, John, we we downsized our house and so moved over quote to the good side of the tracks. You want to know what I miss? I miss going to bed at night with no Hispanic music because you know the well the Hispanic people uh, tend not to play their music in their houses. They do it in their cars uh, in their yards, uh, and cool. it was just. It was just joy to go to bed at night with, you know, with that kind of music. And it's like, oh, rats, this neighborhood doesn't have any good music at night. <laughs> oh, boy, that's great. Well, Wayne, I, we've, we've, we've run out of time. I, I got to let you go, uh, but thank you so All much. Right. This has been Rich. You're and, welcome. And uh, we'll keep in touch, and we'll have you back. Let's just uh, – Keep praying about what's uh, about our country right now. Amen. Okay. Amen to that. Amen. Thank you, my friend. Take care. Bye.